and thank you for tuning in to Faith Worship Center's weekly sermon. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by this week's message as we all live to bring more of heaven to earth. Well, I looked outside and it's snowing. It's snowing. Imagine that. But it's not sticking yet, so don't worry. It's, it looks like a pretty heavy wet snow. Well, how are you guys doing today? That worship, right? My word, just don't let this end. Just keep it going. There got to be one point. There got to be one point in the worship where I, I actually felt, I felt like just this little glimpse of what heaven must be like. Just, you know, the Bible in Revelation says that it was silent for a half an hour in heaven. It highlights, it highlights that there, there is a time that for only one time, there was a half an hour of silence. Because the rest is like crazy wild worship and exciting and full of life, right? And I don't know, some of you are parents and have raised children, you know, but when our children used to get quiet, like, what's going on here? <laughs> We'd look at each other, they're quiet. And then you'd start, you go to find the kids and you'd hear, and then you knew something was up. Something had just gone down. But um, the rest of it is just uh, exciting, uh, exciting time to be uh, worshiping. I feel like there's just, I've read in Ezekiel, obviously, Ezekiel experience uh, in heaven and Isaiah's experience in heaven and John's experience in heaven. And you just read these, you read these experiences that people have when they're there. And it's, it's an exciting place. They're not dull. If you have a dull life, yeah, you'll get revived. Uh, I'm not going to be long today because it is snowing. It did start to snow and I don't want us hitting icy roads and stuff. Some of you have to go north and I guess that's where it's going to be kind of real bad. But um, thank God we didn't have to cancel today. I'm happy we all got together. You know? Look at someone and smile and say, it's good to see you in the house today. Uh, yesterday we had the privilege of getting together with our leaders here at the church. We had a, a nice breakfast Wow, what a breakfast. I mean, you actually, I was having, having such a good breakfast with our leaders yesterday. I was thinking, our whole church should be in leadership because our leaders get some really nice treats. And Bob made us uh, tacos. We had breakfast tacos and, oh, man, burritos. Yeah, whoa, so good. So um, we, we uh, watched a video together, and it was about dreaming. It was about our dreams. And... Um, not the kind of dreams we have at night when we go to sleep, but our our, our life dreams, like what a, what our life looks like. And uh, we had seen this video. My wife and I had watched the video on Friday, and um, just a nice twenty minute teaching by Danny Silk. And after we watched the video, we realized that some of our dreams kind of went to sleep on us. <laughs> and I started recalling some of my dreams when I was just a young man. You know, things I used to dream about, things I used to to think 
you know, what I'd like to see done in, in my life. And uh, some of those dreams have not come to fulfillment, but some of them have turned into things that I never would have even expected. I mean, I, there's some things in my life that I never even saw myself having so many nice things as far as people in my life and relationships and eight beautiful grandchildren. I mean, our grandkids, we got grandma and grandpa sleepover again, our annual sleepover coming up. It's the fiesta. Yeah. We had to cancel our cookies sleepover because the grandkids got sick. So we had to cancel that one. So now we have our annual fiesta. And you get eight grandkids together. And we're, we're grandparents, not parents, so they get sugar highs with us. You know what I mean? It's like you get them together and they just get wound up. There's so much life in the house. And, like, after they leave, we sit on the couch together in our, our empty house. And we just go, wow. <laughs> but I believe that's kind of like what heaven is. I, I believe it's like it's that. It's exciting. I believe that's, that's how we're to live here on this earth. Jesus Asked, he told us to pray. The Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The kingdom come, thy will be done on earth that is in heaven. He wants us to have heaven here on this earth. And there are many things that go after our dreams. There are many things that we have hoped for and longed for and waited for from the Lord. And there are things, uh, uh, Chris Fallotton was the first one that I heard uh, say this, but he's not the author of it. But he said, the dogs of doomed are waiting at the doors of your destiny. And there are a lot of us who have had dreams, and we've lived our life, and some of these dogs of doom have tried to steal our dreams. And I believe that in, in this year, 2024, and um, I, I really do believe this, I shared a little bit last, last year, that some of the fulfillment of these times, these things we've been waiting for are coming into fruition. They're going to come into being. Um, the number 20 represents the year of fulfillment. So we're in 20. 24. 24 represents uh, the elders, the church, um, laying down, casting down their crowns before the throne of God in worship. And I believe we're going to see some amazing things in worship this year, incredible things. I mean, we're already off to a good start. This morning was like, wow, yeah, just jack this up, you know, and more of this stuff. This is like great. But I want to talk about, I want to talk about this, this need for us to desire good things and want good things and have our dreams come into a reality that God wants you to dream. He wants you to have good things. Uh, we had this discussion after we watched the video with our leaders yesterday, and it was um, interesting to me how maybe the dogs of doom destroy your destiny, or maybe your dreams just aren't coming to fulfillment, and you have a lot of those, and they just haven't happened over the years. It's interesting over the years how you kind of like think, you know, I, I, my dreams are kind of selfish. They're kind of around... They're kind of like what I want, you know. That's kind of selfish. And Danny Silk did this little illustration of, of um, how a lot of Christians live their life when they, they, you know, they get all, I don't know, all like religious in their minds thinking about God. And here God wants to give us every good gift imaginable. And he even wants to give us things beyond what we can imagine. And yet we don't really think we're worthy of that or we don't think that's really good enough. He gave an illustration. He said, imagine at Christmas time, let's just imagine that you have a really good financial year. I mean, you just get 
whatever. You, you raise them an inheritance or whatever it is. You just get a really, really good year. And you go to your children and you tell your, your children, we've had such a good year this year. It's Christmas time. You can have whatever you want. Right? You can have whatever you want. We, it's, we're, we're, we have instant wealth. The sky's the limit. What do you want? We're going to give it to you. And then the kid suddenly looks at, at the dad and says, Oh, Father, not my will, but yours be done. And bows out because of a religious concept that, that God must not be serious to give us everything we want. And it must be selfish of us on our part to want. But I mean, Psalms 23, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That means you shall not lack. Okay. And I think that there are things in our lives that just happen. There are things that happen to us in life. I've had things happen to me in my life. My wife has had things happen to me in life. There's things that happen that just kind of like we get into this uh, level of expecting or, or we get into this level where we don't expect anymore because we've expected and it hasn't come about. And so we just lose our expectation. But I love what was said this morning about the children, about being a child again, just standing in wonder of who God is, that he's good. God is so good. He has good things for us. He wants us to have good things. He wants us to dream. As Danny Silk said, he's, he's the greatest dreamer of all time. Israel in Isaiah chapter 41, I'm going to read a section of scriptures at that point, at this point. But Israel was, uh, they had lost their dream. They, they had been promised the promised land. They had come into the promised land over a series of um, victories and defeats. They were at the place where they were losing hope for their nation. They had, they had finally come to a place where uh, they were departing from the things of God. For whatever reason, they didn't feel like God was coming through for them or, or whatever it was. And this is what the Lord says in, through the prophet Isaiah. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing. And those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contend with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. For I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. It's a beautiful picture of what Father God has in his heart for us. We don't have to fear. I don't know exactly how many times fear not is mentioned in the scripture, but it's mentioned a lot and it's mentioned for good reasons. And usually when it's said, people are in fearful times. Right? We, our nation might be in a fearful time. We might have all kinds of conjured up fears in our mind about what's going to happen. What, what's it, what it's going to look like, what our future is going to look like, what, what's going to happen to our nation. There are, 
are we're in election time, so there's all kinds of promises made on both sides. They're going to be, you know, throwing out the promises like crazy, you know. People lie to get what they want. God never lies. He can only speak the truth. And all his promises are yes and amen. And if he promises that he's going to hold our hand and lead us and guide us, then he's going to hold our hand and lead us and guide us. Isaiah 40. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord. And my just claim is passed over by my God. These are the people of Israel. And they're feeling in a time because there are enemies that are surrounding them trying to besiege their, their city. They're feeling that God has overlooked them and God has passed them by. Have you ever felt like that in your life? Is there anyone else besides me has ever felt like God's not listening? Wow, my hands are up. Okay, good. Thank you for helping me out. Yeah, I looked over here and no hands were up. I'm like, oh, whoa. Wow. I looked over here and all the hands were up. Yeah, I mean, you, have you ever been seeking the Lord for something or praying for something and it's just not happened? Have you done this for a long time? If you've done it for a long time, you just kind of like get used to just, okay, I'm, I, I can't invest all my time and energy into this thing. It's not happening. You know, and then what might we do with it if we're religion? We'll just might, we might just say, well, it must not be God's will. And that could be something farther from the truth. Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. Man, they're in a rough place. They're in a really rough place. They're in a place where they're they're losing they're they're at the point of losing all their promises of their of their nation, what was given to them by God. They're at the point of losing it all. They were going to go off into slavery of another nation. They were going to work as slaves. They were going to be taken captive and build up another country for another government. And they're without hope. They've lost it. They can't see. They can't look ahead. They can't. They're, they're all these experiences that they're having right there, right here now in the natural are blocking them. The dogs of doom are at their door of destiny, blocking them from seeing what they could have in the Lord. And the Lord shows up and says, why are you saying that I've passed you over? I haven't passed you over. This is what he's saying. I, I've not overlooked you. I've not passed you over. I'm still very much here in your life. Do you see me? Are you looking at me? What are you looking at? Verse 28 of Isaiah 40 says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not faint. They shall run and not be weary. To wait, wait upon the Lord. What does that? What does that mean for a certain amount of time? You know, we get impatient if we wait in line. 
You know, I, my wife and I stopped eating fast food many years ago because we'd, we'd wait in line at McDonald's or Wendy's or something like that, you know, and then it's like you get what you get, and it's like, this is why did we wait for this? This is like, oh, what am I eating right now? <laughs> you know, and it's like we, we get impatient when we don't get it right away and don't have it now. Wait upon the Lord. And that word wait is an interesting word because it, it kind of like in the English language, it means you have to wait in line like at McDonald's. You just, life is full of waits, right? You're just going to have to wait. You know, it's like the, uh, you go to the RMV or some, some of you might call it the DMV to get your car registration done, right? You just have to wait. Yeah, pick your little number and wait for the screen to flash your number up there. And doggone it, the day that you show up, they've only got two workers in that little thing. <laughs> and the room is filled with people. Yeah. Right? And we, we get, we get uh, upset when we have to wait. But this is the beautiful thing about the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. It's, it's good to wait upon the Lord. It's good to look to the Lord. It's good to seek Him first. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. If you seek the things... Well, okay. But if you seek the Lord, ah, it's even better. Because then he's going to give you a big kiss. I think the feeling of being overlooked by God needs to be countered by the prophetic hope that you're going to be in a better place someday. I look around, there's some people here that are, you're really hurting. It's not just financially, but you're hurting. You've lost loved ones recently. You're hurting. Some things have happened to you to cause a lot of great hurt. And you can look at that experience right now and, and live in your experience of that hurt. And you can actually be blinded from, from waiting and seeing a brighter future. But a brighter future is ahead. Don't let the dogs of doom keep your destiny captive keep your heart alive by waiting on the Lord so beautiful just guard your heart it's a wellspring of life but keep your heart alive don't lose hope because things aren't lining up the way you think they should line up Psalm 62, 5 to 6 says, My soul waits wait silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. You know, it's so good to have the Lord defending you. I'd rather have Him on my side than against me. And it's so good that he's, he's such a good father. He's, he is going to take your hand and he's going to walk you through. You can never let go of a promise, no matter what your situation dictates to you, no matter what your circumstance might be. Don't let go of the promise. Hold on the promise. Don't let it go. Don't let, don't let your dreams be overridden by circumstances that might be blocking you from seeing the fulfillment of your dreams. Stay in God, rest in God, love Him, worship Him, 
I don't care if you have to wake up in the morning earlier before you head off to work, grab a cup of coffee, sit down and just be quiet in a chair and watch squirrels at your bird feeder or something, whatever. (laughs) Take the time. Meditate upon the Lord and upon his goodness because he's good. He's good. He's watching out for you. He's not overlooking you. You matter to him. You're his kid. And he has good things for you. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus. He has begun a good work in you. He's going to complete it. He's going to finish it. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's going to hold our hand. He's going to drive with you as you're driving home in the snow today. He's going to be with you and he's going to give you protection. Let's all stand together. We haven't had communion in quite a while with you guys. We were up, um, the last time we had communion was, we didn't have it because it was a cancellation of snow or something like that, I guess. But we miss having communion with you guys. Communion is a special time for the church. It's a time when we get together. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to have communion. It's going to be an imaginary communion at least with the cup and with the bread. But we are actually going to partake in communion this morning without those physical elements. Because there's something very unique about communion with the church. It's identifying with a good God who loves us and is a good father. And I believe that even in this time of doing this, it's going to be a very holy holy moment for many of you. So I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come right now. I know this might be kind of weird and sound kind of weird, but Father, we don't have the elements with us today, but we are going to receive communion by faith, knowing that you're in every act that we perform. We ask that you would come with your presence and honor this time. Honor our simple faith. As we remember you and proclaim who you are until you come. In Jesus' name. All right, you took the bread. Just take your bread hold it up. Here's my bread. Now go ahead and eat it. In the body of Christ. This might be the strangest kind of communion you've ever performed. Take the cup. It's the new wine, blood of the covenant, and drink. Oh, thank you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that there's healing in your blood. Thank you, your body is broken for our body to heal us. As many years ago, I, in fact, it was around 1992, I went to 
um, I went to a church in Arizona. And when I was there, they had communion. And um, they, had a, they had a cup, a little paper cup, small little paper cup that they gave to each of us. And inside was a grape and a piece of cracker. And I looked at that and said, this is really cool. <laughs> it's not juice, but it's a grape. And it, it, kind of, um, it kind of stirred me in a way that these things that we, we do as Christians over and over and over again, we can get caught up in a form. So we think we have to do the same form. But we don't. God sees our hearts. He sees our faith. And he knows where each of you are. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. If you'd like more information about our church, visit faithworship.org. Thank you.